to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. By now, we hope you are a little more familiar with our partner, Renaissance Bank. Their roots are so deep in the South that they were actually called the best bank in the South by Money.com last year. And Forbes named them one of the world's best banks for 2020. If you're looking for a new bank, Renaissance Bank is definitely worth checking out. Visit renaissancebank.com to learn more. We are so excited to introduce you all to the car mom today. She's been in the car business since 2016, but once she became a mom, she realized that so many women were searching for the perfect mom car. So she set out on her journey to review and tour every mom car out there. You are going to love getting to know her and hearing all of her tips and tricks and hearing all about the car mom and this business that she is creating. Join us now as we say it Southern with Kelly Stumpy. Okay, Sarah, we're so excited to have Kelly Stumpy today from the car mom. Yay! So fun to meet you. Yes. It is so fun to meet you guys. I'm already so excited to listen to your cute accents all this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Probably get that a lot, though. Hey, question real quick. St. Louis, Missouri, that's where you are. Do you consider that the South? No. What do you consider it? Midwest? Midwest. Midwest. Okay, yeah. Well, today you're saying it. Today southern. you're saying it you southern, know? honey. Because listen, so many people have written us and said, "My gosh, I'm obsessed with this girl. You got to have her on the podcast. I can't stop watching. I mean, all of it." I love it. So, how did the car mom get started? Well, I've really been in the car business my whole life. My dad and his brother own car dealerships in the St. Louis area, and then my grandpa actually started it. So I'm the third generation to be in the automotive dealership business. And I was very hesitant to go into the family business because I didn't know a lot about, I was nervous to sell cars because I graduated college. I was 22. I was very young and I had never bought a car. My parents had never bought a car because we had always had dealerships. So I actually knew very little about the car buying process, but my dad really encouraged me just to give it a shot. So I started selling cars right outside of college and I really liked it. Uh, I was pretty good at it, but when I became a mom, I decided to take a little bit of a backseat from the sales side of the business only because the hours are, um, very tough and very long. And I started focusing on my motherhood a little bit, working part time, but I really missed that connection. I really, I just missed selling cars because I love selling cars. Uh, so I was talking to my husband one day out on the front porch and he was like, well, just focus on moms, Kelly. Like you're a mom, just focus on trying to sell cars to moms. And he meant like, St. Louis moms, try to just get a couple St. Louis moms appointments, you know, work with them. And I was just like, or I could become the karma. And it just, it took off like in my mind, like wildfire. Like I have not stopped. I, I'm so obsessed with it. Like I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it and I'm so excited about it because I think I've just, it's just been so fun to create a community of so many women who are also excited about cars but the way that I'm excited about cars, like I don't totally care about performance. I don't know a lot about like turbocharged this or that, but I know a lot about cup holders. I know a lot about how I feel about in the car and I'm excited to have a group of women to share that excitement with. 
Oh, you know a lot, honey. Yeah, you do. I mean, that's kind of how I found you. I'm kind of perusing, you know, like at some point, old Bessie's going to die out here and I got to have a plan. But when I found you, I kind of like deep dove into like, oh my gosh, you completely changed my mind on the Lexus, first of all. I know. (laughs) It's It's just not there. It's not there. And so the YouTubes and going down all the things, I mean, it's just insane. So how long have you been doing that? I started in June uh, 2020. 2020. Oh, so not long at all. Not long. Sister. Yeah, you are blowing up. So let's go back to you being a female car salesman because just the stigma of the car salesman in general, right? I mean, it's a little bit like you go to the lots, you're looking around, the guy comes out, and I say guy because it's primarily yep. male-dominated, wouldn't you say? Yep. I mean, I've never had a female car car salesman. I had one. Do you and say car salesperson? <laughs> what do you say? I say car salesman. It just rolls off the tongue better. I don't care. I mean... <laughs> I know, but I want to be make sure it's doing it right. Yeah, I don't know. My my dad likes to use the term client advisor. Client advisor. Yes. Okay. okay. I've never had a female client advisor, but you have? I have, yes. With buying cars? Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. it make you feel more... No, I actually didn't like her <laughs> after it was all over. I was like, Shh. Well, that backfired. Yeah. I expected you Mar- to say yes. No. Um, no. So, okay. So, but just, do you get intimidated to even sell cars in the first place? Oh, I was very intimidated. Like I said, I was 22 and my dad put me at our BMW store, which I thought was an interesting choice. But, you know, I was, who buys, people who buy BMWs, they're not first time car buyers. They were men or women, you know, two to three times my age. I'm like 22 and never sold a car. I'm like, do you like the color? Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I worked really hard at it. And I had, you know, I had, I had an interesting experience just, you know, being that fact that my dad owned the place. So I had, I want to say I had it easier and I had it harder because I had really, really big expectations set for myself. Um, but I also, you know, people were nice to me because they had to be. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, the customers didn't cause the customers didn't know. And it was very intimidating, but I just tried to be there for the customer, make good friends and just try to be a little bit different. My dad always told me that people are going to buy cars from people they like, because his point was like, they're all the same. Like they all, they're all a great car. They all got the same technology. They all have great safety features. Like you have to you, you're, you're the difference maker. It's how well you can sell your product and how well you can, you know, show people that this car fits for their needs. So by my third month selling cars, I was I was feeling pretty confident. But the first couple months were rough. But you did, when did you get married, have children? Like, when did it evolve into, like, you had to start looking at the things that, like, I would have never thought about. Like, I never thought about car seat clips, yeah. cup holders, anything. Honestly, I didn't really think about it until we started. I mean, it, it's pretty new for me. Because also, one when I had my son... Every car fits one car seat. I mean, that's just like not a big deal. But then when I had my daughter or when we were pregnant with my daughter and I was like, wait, which car am I going to drive? Because like, this is going to be really tight because we have to put George behind me when you're driving. It was just, it got a lot more complicated. So that's when I really started to notice it from the mom's perspective. But as far as like, you know, a huge part of my tours and what I talk about are just all the little comfort features that moms like. And I had been using like a good center council and then storage space in the trunk and a big side cubby. Like I've paid attention to that kind of stuff for years because I just, I've also had an interesting perspective because I don't own a car. So since we grew up 
having dealerships, we would all drive what's called a demo car. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd get a new car every four to 5,000 miles. That would, basically, we got whatever car we had a lot of. So if we had a huge selection of Nissan Altimas, I was in a Nissan Altima. When I outmiled that, maybe I'd be in a Hyundai Santa Fe or maybe I'd be in a Kia Soul. I mean, I've driven so many different cars. So that's kind of given me, I think, an interesting perspective to help people out a little bit too. For sure. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're loyal to a brand? Um, No. You don't? Not, I have. I think at some point it 100% comes down to personal preference. And I sold BMWs. So like as far as the luxury cars concerned, I really like the BMWs more than the Lexus or the Mercedes or the Audi. I would say I'm the most biased there, mm-hmm. but I think it's not because I even sold them. It's truly just maybe, I don't know. I just like them. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. I always tell people that like, it's so it's okay just to like it or just to not like it. You don't always have to justify this huge reason on why you don't want to be in that car. If you didn't like how you felt in it, you don't have to drive it. Mm-hmm. Go find something else you like. Well, I liked watching. You're not just giving cup holder information. Right. But you're talking about like how to buy a car, what these numbers mean, yes. the different fees that get added on at the end, because it, that's what gets scary and that's what gets intimidating when it comes to buying cars. For sure. I'm definitely, I'm, while I'm passionate about the cars, I'm a lot more passionate about the car buying process just because I was somebody who didn't know anything about it. And I mean, there's so many women who are so scared women, moms, families, first time car buyers who are just so scared to go out and buy a car. And there's not a lot of information out there, um, that works for the consumer and it can approach it in a way that's not scary. I mean, there's a couple of people out there on the internet who tell you, you know, how never to get screwed over by a dealership. And, and they come at it from a very aggressive standpoint. And as someone in the dealership world, I'm just like, we are not even doing that. That's not even true. So I think that like me being very active in the dealership, still selling cars and being able to like share my experience. And, you know, of course the dealership wants to make a little bit of money, but there's no reason we need to rob people or screw people over. And that's never our intention. So just kind of like marrying the two have been really fun. And I'm very passionate about that. Well, I think it gives you a different perspective too, because it's one thing if you're like, you know, a shoe person, you love shoes, but then you've never worn all the shoes or sold all the shoes, <laughs> but like you're in, you're in the shoe store selling the shoes and driving the shoes. So it's, it's a completely different, I don't know. It makes me trust you more because you have that, that type of background. Well, thank you. I hope, I hope I'm, and yeah, I mean, people ask me sometimes like, oh, did you not like you know, it, it, like like you said, am I loyal to a brand because of the dealerships that my family owns? I mean, I'm really not. Like, this definitely started for me to try to sell some of the cars that we have on our lot. But now less than 1% of my followers even live in St. Louis. So, like, I'm not. The car mom isn't selling cars. Like, I, I don't care. I'm really here just to show you the cars. I don't care which car you buy. Um, and I'm totally unbiased when it comes to that. Yeah. That's what I like. And I like that you give your opinion, too. Like, I like the this kind of a grill. I like this sort of rim on a tire. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's her preference. I would, I wouldn't do that, or you know, yeah. or the interior colors and all and that. I agreed, and I totally, I like giving my opinion because I'm also like, you know, if I'm going to be the one out here in the hot or the cold weather, like I'm going to say what I think. Mm-hmm. But I never, it's, it is just my opinion. I always tell people because people always want to ask me like, what the best mom car is. I just say like, there's just not. I mean, if there was one, then I wouldn't have have a need for an Instagram or like the grid school <laughs> yeah. one. Look the exact same because we'd all be in Honda Odysseys. But there's a ton of options and it just comes down to your personal preference. So did you, when you started, you started on Instagram, right? And you just kind of started talking about the cars and, you know, giving your opinion, but then it, it transferred to YouTube as well. How did you decide, were you just like, I mean, the tours are too long. I can't put them on, on Instagram. 
Um, it was kind of a, well, I originally wanted to start on YouTube, but it was just really difficult for me because I like didn't know how to film a video. I didn't know how to edit a video. I didn't know how to like do any of that. And I kind of just got the mentality. It's like, well, I just have to start. So let's just start on Instagram. And I really liked doing my tours on Instagram, but unfortunately I'm trying to make this, and I'm very transparent about my journey about the karma. I'd like to make this my full-time job eventually. Mm -hmm. I can't make any money from my tours off Instagram. And I would like, you know, I would get a babysitter, get a car, get a cameraman. Like I had some money invested in my tours to help me out. And then I posted on Instagram and yeah, I gained followers and which is awesome, but I was never getting compensated for it. So YouTube monetizes your videos. So now that I'm able to have ads on my YouTube, I'm making like, it's not a ton of money. It's like enough to cover like a babysitter, but it's enough where it's like, okay, at least then I can justify a little bit more. So I would, if I, if Instagram would monetize it, I would have kept them on Instagram, but I made the decision because I know my followers also liked it on Instagram and I, that was a hard decision for me to make, but I thought if I really wanted to get better and be able to bring more tours and better quality tours, I had to switch to YouTube. Do you find that they're going over to watch them and then coming back and commenting on what they like and what they don't? I do. Yeah. They, my followers have been great. The only problem with YouTube is then there's it's kind of out of my safe zone because my, my Instagram, like everyone's friends, like we're all hanging out. And then my YouTube, there's just, there's some trolls. That's all. But whatever. Oh, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Haters going to hate, honey. Haters going to hate. <laughs> there's some trolls. And, you know, I think YouTube's, you don't like have to even be subscribed or follow me on Instagram to come across my YouTube channel. So then people will come on my YouTube channel and then, like, not get me. I'm like, no, that's my thing. Like, I'm a mom and I review cars. Like, that's. I say council instead of console. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> and, and I just don't get it. <laughs> that's funny. I've seen you talk about your typos and things like that and, like, the different things that you say. So it's, it's funny that it just keeps you normal. I mean, I wouldn't change any of that. Um, your sister videos some, and y'all talk about the cars as well. Is she in the same area? And she helps you out a lot? No, she's actually in Dallas. Oh, does she just come in to, like... Um, sometimes, uh, yeah, she comes in and we work our butts off when she's here. Yeah. Um, and then I just, we do a lot of it virtually. Hopefully she's moving back soon though. If you're listening, Elizabeth, we need you back. Elizabeth, (laughs) we need you. Okay. So you, in the meantime, you developed this handbook. Okay. So you started in, I feel like you've had a lot to do since June, 2020. I had a baby in between all this. I've done a lot. I mean, this, this broccoli recipe we'll get to in a minute. But uh, but you started June 2020, then you had the pandemic. So did you film a lot during the pandemic? Were you selling cars during the pandemic? Yeah. Really? So actually dealerships were an essential business, so we never closed. Uh, so we obviously made modifications like any industry. So we would, you know, do um, contactless test drives, you know, paperwork over the phones, like san- sanitation and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we kept it, we kept it going. So I had to go into the office. So I took off April or March to May because I kind of got, like, got self, I like self furloughed myself. I mean, I was kind of scared like everybody was and I was pregnant. It's like, what is happening? I'm not going into a car dealership. Uh, but then in May, I felt I actually got coronavirus in May. Mm. And so then I went back after that. Now you're um, like, I'm free, baby. I've already had it. <laughs> so, and you know, we're still very safe. We're all masked and, but yeah, it's been People have actually bought a ton of cars during coronavirus. We actually had some of our best months ever over this pandemic. I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think that like no one could go on vacation. 
So we're like, let's buy a car. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Just drive around. Get out of our house. <laughs> We've had some huge months. Yeah. If I'm going to drive around, I'm going to do it in a car like. <laughs> yes. Um, so your car handbook, when did you feel like that was like, okay, that's the next part of this thing? Well, I had, I've always been looking for resources to like share with my audience. And I came across, I was just searching. I like to read a lot of like car buying tip books. And I was on Amazon just scrolling and there was this book that said, here's how my car shopping is going, a car shopping journal. I was like, that's so cool. But let me order this. Like I'll check it out and then maybe I can recommend it to people. So I ordered it for $7 and it came to me and it was completely blank. It just had a cover. All the cover said, I was like catfished. All the cover no. said, your car shopping journal. I opened it. It was a lined journal. I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, it was meant for you to journal. Yeah. But like, I thought there would be like, I don't know. I thought it would be an interactive journal. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. Yeah. I thought it wouldn't be a notebook with a cover with a car on it. <laughs> so I was just like, well, shoot, I'll just do it then. I'll just create one. Yeah. So it was a good next step because... You know, I have huge plans, which we can probably get into later, about like doing some more online course type things. But I wanted the workbook to just be ways for people to organize their thoughts and ways to prep a little bit for the dealership. Uh, I see a lot of people make, especially families, make bad decisions because they just didn't think through the entire um they didn't think through how long they were gonna own the vehicle for. They got sticker shocked, they weren't prepared to go to the dealership and the statistics tell us that the average person visits 1.8 dealerships before they make a decision. So a lot of people are like going to one dealership and then like buying that car and just quite frankly getting sold. So I wanted to kind of create this workbook as a way to like, no, sit down before you go. You're going to fill out these things. So you're going to talk about what's important to you, what you want the salesperson to show you, what your budget is, what you think, um, you know, it would be a fair price. And more, most importantly, how is that car going to work for your family? Because so many people and the manufacturers don't do us any favor. Now you can finance a car for six or seven, sometimes eight years. If you're going to finance a car for six years, you better tell me where everyone's going to sit all six years. Because mm -hmm. if you try to get out of that car at year three, you're going to have, you're not going to have any equity in the car and then you're going to be in a bad financial decision. So I just see that happen all the time. Uh, so I wanted to kind of create something that could hopefully prevent that. So in the workbook, I have a needs assessment. I have a whole sheet on budgeting where I actually give you a tool that dealerships use to negotiate and have you fill it out ahead of time. I have a family planning map. I have a scoring guide. Um, did I say it all? A needs analysis, a test drive form, trade-in tips, do's and don'ts. So it's it's got a lot of great information in there. It's a PDF download, which Sister, is easier. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. It's a, I've gotten some really good feedback on it. Yeah, and leasing versus buying, and I mean, that's something I feel like people have, are very passionate about. People are very passionate, and they're like very much a stand one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, and I think that it just depends on the, the person. I think that kind of an easy way I like to think, at, think of it is I think you should lease new and buy used. I think that I don't, I don't see a lot of situations unless you drive a ton of miles where you should buy a brand new car, but I, you should never lease a used car. Yeah, Buy or I mean, lease a new car. Yeah, what's the point of leasing a used car? That kind of seems, yeah. It's silly. Yeah. So you're talking about these tips and stuff that we need to know and write down in this journal before we get to a dealership. What are some things that we need to think of? Is it, 
you know, our monthly payment, is it going to be how many years we're going to be in the car? What are like the top three things we need to consider? I definitely, definitely think figuring out your monthly payment ahead of time is so important. So I really like this website called carpaymentcalculator.net and I like it because you can work backwards. So if you know you want to be at a $500 car payment, so let's say you have a 500, you want to be at $500 car payment, you have $2,000 to put down and you have a trade that's worth $13,000 that you have paid off. It will then calculate what your max vehicle price is. So then that way, you know what kind of car you can afford. It's so difficult. People are like, oh, I want a $40,000 car. But what's a $40,000 payment then? How long are you financing for? What's your rate? How much money down do you have? And that's where people get sticker shock when it comes to payments. And I think that if you're not someone who looks at car payments all day, every day, like me, you don't know. You think that a $300 payment is very obtainable, which unfortunately, a $300 car payment is like an $18,000 car. So it's not the price of a new car. Um, unless you have some significant money down or unless you're going to like overfinance the car for a ton of years. So I think that knowing your budget's important, but also knowing what your max vehicle price is. So that way when you're at the dealership negotiating, you have like, no, I gotta be here and here's how I'm gonna make the numbers work. I think that's really important. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, making sure that the car's gonna be big enough for your family. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of SUVs out there that are targeted or marketed as family cars that are just not good family cars to the point where, I mean, I hate to like, I hate to like harsh on a car, but anyone who has this car will agree with me, but the Mazda CX-5 is like an SUV. You're like, oh, it's an SUV. I need an SUV because I'm a, I'm a new mom. That car is so horrible for car seats. Doesn't fit a rear facing car seat in it, let alone two. You have no, you can't, no one can sit in the middle seat when you have two kids back there. The driver's seat has to be pushed all the way forward. And I just see people get into situations where, well, it was an SUV, so I thought it was going to be good. And it's just not. So just really having a budget and then make sure the car's going to work for your family, I think, is super important. And then being familiar. You haven't been in the car market in a while. The car's changed so much. And I don't think – sometimes I don't think I do a good enough job on the car mom, like educating people on – what some of the features are because I've seen them in cars since 2016. But if you have an older vehicle, you're like, wait, I had no idea what a power tailgate was. I have a 2008. Mm-hmm. So I think really understanding what the new technology features are on the car is important. What's available, making sure your car has it, and then making sure that you get that feature demonstrated to you on the car lot. I think it's super important mm-hmm. just so you can make sure you know how. And in my workbook, I literally give you a section to write down the features that you want demonstrated to you. And you make that salesperson, make them sell you the car. Like, give us some pizzazz. Like, I want to see how the blind spot monitoring works. I want to see it in action. I think that's really important. After I watched part of your videos, I, um, I brought home a car to kind of compare it to the one that I have now. Because I love my size, but I have two boys, 11 and 7. And we're only growing and getting more gear. And we need the back seat. And then when we have friends, we need the third row. And we need everybody to be comfortable in the leg room. So, honey, you should send me. I got I, I downloaded, like, the... Um, I don't, I don't even know what you call it, but it's basically like cubic like headroom that you can get in certain vehicles. And then the length of the car, I would have never done this had I not listened to you and like watched you do this. But I was like, this car is significant. I felt like I was getting duped. Like yeah. the car that I thought, oh, this is going to be the car. Mm-hmm. It was significantly shorter and smaller than the one that I had. And I didn't even realize that. And it's because the body style had changed. Had yeah. no clue. I hadn't bought a car since 09. I don't even have Bluetooth in my car. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so it's like a spaceship inside. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, yeah, I totally get it. And it can be, it can be very overwhelming. And that's where I think it's so important to like not get sold and not get sticker shocked. Like you have to be an educated buyer. You have to know like what the car's worth, what features do you actually need? But like, I sometimes get people who are like, I just want a bare bones car. Like I don't want anything. And I'm like, it's just not out there anymore. It's really not. Like, I know you're saying you don't want that, but like, I mean, since 2018, all cars have to have a backup camera. Like you have to, and so unfortunately you have to pay for a backup camera. They're more, the cars are just more expensive now, but they're also, you are getting a lot more. They are a lot safer. They do have some amazing technology. They are a lot more comfortable. They do drive better. They're awesome. They're just, they're getting pricey. Well, I watched the um, BMW X5. That would be like my dream car. Oh, I hadn't watched that one yet. Yeah. Well, then I was like, wait a second. You have to add on like heated seats. You have to add on all this stuff. And I was like, wait, wait a second. Like this is a BMW. Like shouldn't it come with like heated seats? I mean, it's and a coffee maker in it. So the price that you see at the beginning, I mean, it's, it's pricey. I mean, it's a luxury sure. car. It's a BMW. But it just kept going up and up and up and up and up. And I was like, wait, I, okay, well, bye-bye. Bye-bye, X5. Okay, no, like, you know, it says, like, you're like, oh, it's in the 50s. Like, okay, maybe eventually that's an affordable car. By the time I'm done with it, it's 75. And I, <laughs> right. I could have kept going. Yes. I'm like, yeah. Dude, I'm already here. Let's add more. <laughs> yeah. 2,000 more for, uh, you know, heated steering wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Do you get to a point where you're just like, okay, that's stupid? Or are you like, everybody wants what they want? It's just like a house. It's just like clothes that you wear, your handbag. I mean, people want what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to a point where I think it's kind of stupid. But it, it's, a, it's a big point. But I, stupid in the fact that it costs so much money. Like, I think the features are really cool. But, like, okay, I'll hop, I'll hop on BMW. BMW has a $1,200 add-on in its, in ambient air package. It's a freaking air freshener. It's an air freshener. It's $1,200. Shut up. <laughs> Courtney's over here like sold. I'll no, I'm like, on. mine's going to smell like stinky baseball bags. We like, need an air freshener. That's what I mean. You're like, I'll okay. stick a Yankee candle in there. So. <laughs> but I did, I did notice that there is a huge price jump between like, you know, a 35, a 55, and then it goes to like a $95,000 car. Like, uh, I think there was one that you looked at. It was like 108 loaded. Maybe it was the Escalade. That you were like, it's $108,000. Yeah, I kind of see, see that one, though. The Escalade's awesome. You <laughs> loved it. It was your favorite, huh? It was my favorite. Um, but, yeah, the Lexus LX570, I mean, for $95,000, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I've gotten in fights over that. Fights? Let's, well, like on- what? Verbal, verbal abuse? Yeah, on my, on my YouTube, people are not happy. A lot of men. No, none of my followers. It's not moms driving the car. Right. <laughs> I, I'm like, you don't get it. Like, they're like, this is the best off-roading car. It can, it can last in apocalyptic scenarios. And I'm like, sir, you don't get it. I, like, am a mom. And, like, I just review cars for moms. It's from a mom's perspective. I'm saying from a mom's perspective, you can't access the third row with a car seat. So, yeah, I knock you on that. I'm saying from a mom's perspective, I can't put my stroller in the trunk with the third row up. So I knock you on I'm a mom. That's what I do. Okay, so one of the big things that I'm thinking about now is the pass-through, right? So it's the captain's chairs in the back seat and the pass-through to the third row. Is that – what do you think about the full seat versus captain's seats? So I um, think it depends on the age of your children and how much you plan to access the third row. 
I will say there's a great article by the car seat lady who is fabulous and she's very, she's way smarter than I am when it comes to all things car and car seat related. And she has a whole article about why she prefers a bench to a captain's chair. The main, one of the main points safety. that she brings up is safety because all of these cars, like cars like the Palisade and the Atlas and the Pilot, they have a third row, but it's not really a true third row. So with the third row up, you have no trunk space. So a lot of families end up keeping that third row down. Then when that third row is down to give you the actual trunk space you need, when you have captain's chairs, then you have an aisle, which in a collision takes all those things from the trunk and flies it all the way around the cabin and can really increase your risk for projectiles and for someone to get seriously hurt. When you have a bench, you at least have one wall of protection. Mm-hmm. See, I never thought about that. I mean, yeah, that's why she's so from important. From a safety standpoint, so I would say if you're never going to have the third row down, then I think, you know, it's, it is what it is. But I'm driving a captain's chairs Atlas right now. And I just had a captain's chair or a bench Atlas. And I wish I had a bench because I, I like also the flexibility of being able to sit back there with my kids. I think if you get a good bench, like the Atlas bench is fabulous where I can have two rear facing car seats and I can still fit in the middle. So then like, that's the whole extra seat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have captain chairs, and it was great because I've got three children. So the oldest, she climbed in the very back, so she could get in. That's where walk she wanted back there, to be. Yeah, and she yeah. could, you know, she can buckle herself in and everything. But now she's old enough to ride up front, so the back's down all the time. Like mm-hmm. no one's in the. I mean, it's my trunk. Yeah, which all your groceries roll out of. Exactly. I hate my Tahoe, by the way. <laughs> I have the Tahoe when I raise up the back, it, everything slopes and it falls out. I don't love the Tahoe. It's not my favorite. Mine either. Yes. It's not my favorite, but it's not my favorite. Sarah's like, eh, I'll Mm-mm. never do it again. Mm-mm. What are you going to get, Sarah? Well, I've dream car, the X5. Love it. Now, though, I watched your video, and, I'm, and I love the Honda Pilot. Yeah. Yeah, the Pilot's really nice. It's really nice. I really like it, and I love a Honda, so. It'll last forever. Well, and here's something that we have to think about in our town, and I feel like a lot of our listeners are in mid-sized towns. It's something that we can take somewhere to get it fixed. Because the car that I have right now, we're between Memphis and Nashville. If I need something majorly done to it, a part has to be shipped in. Well, then the truck's delayed. doesn't get here for three days. I'm without a vehicle. My husband works in a place. He can't get to me. You know, I got to figure out carpool. Something that's, you know easy to manage by mm-hmm. yourself. I think it's a huge deal too. That's super difficult and not to be a Debbie Downer, but I honestly just see it getting a little bit worse, especially like my husband. Well, I live in a small town. I live in a town of like 7,000. My husband is from an even smaller town and these cars are getting so complicated that they're getting harder just like to take to your local mechanic yeah, because yeah. they just, they're, they're all computers like at the dealership and I'm not a mechanic. My mechanic or people are listening. Don't come for me. But what I see is like that you bring your Kia in, they plug it into a computer and then it runs a program and tells them what's wrong with it. And then they go in and fix it. So it's just, it's, it's, it's getting a little worse almost. Wow. Is there, I mean, okay. What's the, I guess this isn't kind of an odd, but I mean, you know, American made cars versus foreign made cars. I mean, um, honestly, a lot of the foreign cars are made in America. So oh, really? I'm, I'm with you. I'm very much like, I mean, I love shopping things that are made in America, but like the Volt- a lot of the Volkswagens are made in America. The BMWs are made in America. The Hon- the Hyundais are made in America. They really, I mean, they're, they're made here. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, I feel like that's a myth too, because you're like, oh, the German car. <laughs> like, actually, no. Actually, it's made in. It's in Jersey. Yeah, it's made in Alabama. Are, the parts are made in German, German, Germany, German. The parts are made in Germany, and then they send them over here. But all the plants are, most of the plants are here. Hmm. Where they get, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. You don't have to feel bad about it. No, I know. It's just it does. Okay, let's talk about what's next. What is Carmom? What? Where you want to be and. I mean, my gosh, you've done this so fast. So I guess where do you want to be in six months? <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to be in two years? I would really like to continue to get like some good manufacturer intention, attention. So I'm like, I had a lot of fun, like when General Motors called me and gave me the Escalade and they right. called me and gave me another Cadillac this week. So that's huge. Like, I feel like that's step one, but I would really like to just continue to like work with car brands to just help have cars be more marketed to moms. And I think that there's so many like little things that they could do better to make the car so much better. Like I'm not asking for an extra foot. I'm like, if you could put three more inches here, I could fit behind this car. Just mm-hmm. three more inches. If you could put ceiling vents in this car. Everyone in Texas could buy it because it, well, it was cold this week, but you know what I mean? Um, so I'd love to work with a brand a little bit more. I hope to like make this more of a full-time job for me and my sister because I couldn't do it without her. So I'd like to, you know, be able to provide that for us. And what else? And I'm going to work on my car negotiating. I want to do an online course about like a no-haggle way to buy a car because there are, you can absolutely get a killer deal on a car and have no confrontation, no negotiating. If you just like know how to do it. So I'd like to be able to put out an online course that does that. Okay, well, sign us up for that. For we'll sure. be your first to sign up for that. I mean, really, like at this point, it's, it's something all the time with one of our cars. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, we're to that. We're there. <laughs> we both of us. Yes. Too funny. Oh, but I'm also at the point where I don't want to buy a new car because my kids are still in that destroy the car, throw the food, kick the seats, touch the ceiling, lick the windows. Yeah. Ugh. But then, like five years, both of ours will be driving. That's scary. That's really scary. That's a whole nother thing. See, that's okay. That's round two, Kelly, is you got to come up with like how to buy cars for your kids. I mean, right. we got to figure out a way for you to stay in it. Oh, I'm, I'm on it because I've got, I'm the oldest of five and I've got three sisters. So I'm like, Elizabeth, you're next. To, like, then you're the infant car mom. And like, I'll be like the seven and eight year old kids. And then we'll have Sydney and then we'll have Grayson. Oh, like we're, we're, we're built to last. Oh, good. <laughs> good, because we need you around for a while. Yes. Yeah, we've got lots of car moms coming. And I know I'm very excited to – I have a lot of, like, good, like, teen driver um, tips and stuff like that, too. So I'll definitely be getting those out. Yeah, I love Before it. Before I have a teen. Don't worry. Okay. let We do this thing at the end of our interviews. I don't know if, if you've listened to all, all of them. I know you've listened to some of them. But we do a popcorn round at the end where we just fire off some questions and let you get the first thing that comes to your mind. Do you right. want to play – yeah, I want to play. Okay. All right. First question. The best car of 2021. Oh, my gosh. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Hyundai Palisade. Okay. 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 And what, why? What's your why? I think it has great safety features. It's very luxurious, and it's got a great price point. Bam. Love that. Okay. If you're going to road trip, okay, so say you're going you're gonna to road trip to Dallas to see your sister. What car are you taking? No kids. No kids. BMW 4 Series. Mm, yeah. What about with kids? 
Um, Volkswagen, eh, mm, 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 it's a long drive. Toyota Highlander hybrid. Hybrid. Oh, okay. Let's see. What would be your dream car? Kids or no kids? No kids. BMW M4 convertible competition package. Yas Marina Blue. Sister. Competition package. What, what does that mean? That? What? <laughs> it's like just has like sassy wheels and it's just so sassy. And it's like the perfect Carmel Blue. I, I love it. So you're love. like California Highway. Yeah, that's you're, me. Uh huh. California and, Highway, uh, top yeah. down. Yeah, I'm in a music video. Like, that's me. <laughs> What's playing? But, well, you know, I asked somebody the other day, I said, what's in your CD player? And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I Bluetooth everything. And I was like, well, I have to have an adapter for that. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. But what are you, are you listening to? Disappoint- they are not putting CD players in cars anymore. I know. I'm archaic. I'm telling you, no more CD players. Um, so what are you listening to on your drive? I'm not. But, okay. I don't want to sound like a loser when I say this, but I'm actually not a huge music person. I listen to podcasts all day, every day. No, mm-hmm. that's music to our ears. We no pun intended. That. That's right. I like fake Southern podcasts. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but I'm probably like blasting that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, what was your first car, Kelly? Hyundai Santa Fe. Did you love it? I did love it. It was sparkly blue, like a sparkly navy blue. Mm. And I called it, I named it Fish Boat because it looked like the fishing boat colors. I don't know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I only had it for like three months. All right, what's an interior feature on a car that you can't live without? Yeah, non-negotiables. Um, power tailgate. Really? Now, when you when you say power tailgate, do you mean the kind that, like, you can push from inside and it's up and it's down? You throw your stroller right. in it? I mean, that's nice, too, but I like the kind where, like, you put your hand underneath it, you just have to touch it, it opens, and then to close it, you just have to hit a button at the top. I, I just have no patience to, like, have a kid in a pumpkin seat, have a backpack on, and like be trying to like close my trunk. I just couldn't do it. I have no patience for that. Mm-hmm. I always feel sorry for those moms. I do too. Yeah. You guys have power tailgates? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a must for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think heated seats are a must for me. I, I'll keep them on all year round. It's like I'm achy. <laughs> like old lady, I guess. I'm getting old and I'm cold and I'm achy. No, I think that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heated steering wheel? That is a, that's a game changer. No, I don't. I do. And it's legit. Okay. I don't have Bluetooth, but I've got that. <laughs> Um, and you know what else is a non-negotiable for me is rear controls for my kids because mm-hmm. otherwise it's mom. Can oh, you turn it up? It's hot. It's cold. Can you? Can I? I need to charge something back here. Okay, so let's ask you that. Then what is the best kid tech friendly car? There you go. Um, that's a great question. There's a lot. I mean, obviously, I think the minivans, especially the Honda Odyssey, have a lot of great kid features. Um. But some of the new, like, Kia and Hyundais have something called pass. I think a lot of them do. I think probably the Honda does, too. It's called passenger talk. So you can just hit a button on your steering wheel, and then it picks up your voice with speakers. So then your kids can hear you. So you don't have to, like, turn around and, like, yell at them because you can just talk at a normal tone. Oh, like if they have their, like, ear or yeah. something. Or it'll go through their headphones, and it'll, like, go through that. So I think that's a great feature. Um, a lot of cars are having something called quiet mode. So like if I'm, if I'm blasting a podcast and then George falls asleep, I can hit quiet mode and it completely shuts off the speakers back there and only brings it up to the front. Mm-hmm. And then some of the cars are, sorry, now I'm, now I'm rambling. Some of the cars have, um, like seatbelt indicators. So like literally on your dash, it has like a little map of your car and then it will tell you if anyone doesn't have their seatbelt on. Oh, that's good. Cause I used to have one that would always get out. Millie. Oh, you know, Millie's she was never that. like buckled in. <laughs> 
And I'd get yeah. somewhere. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, oh God. <laughs> really? Really? Oh. Glad you didn't die. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so fun. I could keep going forever. Leather or cloth? Leather. Always? I like it. If I were to, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth paying up for. If it's in your budget, I think it's a feature that's worth it. That's a good question, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So what are the features that were there? And will you not buy a vehicle without in uh, overhead vents? Oh, ceiling vents? No. I uh, I like ceiling vents, but I, I, it's not a total deal, deal breaker for me. It definitely goes in the pro column, but it's not a total deal breaker. Um, but as far as like, what was the question? Oh, not worth it or worth yeah, it? worth it. Leather, I think for sure worth it. And then I think all the safety features, like I would buy – I'm a huge believer in like buying whenever I do at the end of my tours, I do a build your own where like I go through the different trim levels of the car and I always just look for, okay, how can I get the most safety features at the most affordable price? Like, do I need to add on like just a driver's assistance package? Because like the frontal collision warning, the emergency braking, the blind spot, the active lane assist, like those features are 100% saving lives. So Mm -hmm. I think that those are absolute total no brainers, absolutely worth paying up for. Um, I sometimes features that aren't worth it. Sometimes I don't think the speakers in cars are always as good as what, like, even when you get the upgraded sound system, I'm like, but is it, I don't. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm just blasting podcasts. So I, maybe I don't really notice the difference. I'm not listening to like EDM, like big bases or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just find those worth it. And I don't really, I'm kind of hit or miss on the, uh, on the ventilated seats. Sometimes I don't always think those do much. Yeah. Seats definitely worth it. Ventilated seats, eh. Yeah. All right. What about cup holders? I love a cu- good cup holder. Like it's very. Do you mean important. like a mom cup, like in the front yeah. cup holder? Like mm-hmm. what's what's got the? I do. I think there's some passion behind this because I want all my stuff to mm-hmm. have a place. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I'm actually, I've written a petition. I need to get out to people to sign because industry average should be three. I'm just kidding. I haven't written a petition. But it, girl. Industry average should be three because I never leave the house without my water bottle and a nice coffee. I just don't. Mm-hmm. So then what about when I'm driving with my husband? Is he just supposed to hold his cup? Yes. Or like, what about yesterday's iced coffee I haven't taken out yet? Where's she going to go? Right. Because like, we got to move it somewhere. I got to move it somewhere. So like, we should have three cup holders. So I, there are some cars out there that... Uh, makes me it gets me so excited because they have the back seat cup holders on the back of the center console. So like the Kia Telluride has my two cup holders, the center console, and then the back two cup holders, like which are meant for I guess the people sitting back there. But you know I'm taking them over for sure. Mm-hmm. Those are great. The Volkswagen Atlas has cup holders like I've never seen before. They're so deep and wide. They can fit like the biggest Gatorade bottle you've ever seen. They can fit like any Yeti cup ever. Oh, I love those. I would buy a car for the cup holders. That's you passion. Buy That's I passion. And well, you know, you know from like the aftermarket, like cup holder things, they, I don't like them. They're junk. Hmm. Where you can like add more cup holders or like make your cup holder, like put a thing in it to make it bigger. It's yeah. Yes. Yes. No, no. Mm-mm, not going to work. Well, the Pilot, you know, that's the one downside to the Pilot I saw on your video was that they don't have a cup holder in the door, the driver's side door. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I made a mistake. I, I need to go redo that tour on my YouTube because on the side of the door, there's like that little square thing. If you remember, mm-hmm. and I was like, what's this weird square thing? And then I got so many, pe- so many pictures of people being like, Kelly, it's a cup holder and it could fit like a venti Starbucks. And I was oh. inspired. So it doesn't have in the side cubby, but like on the side of the door, there is a cup holder. And well, I, I'm putting it back on the back list. Back in the game. Back in the game, pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I need to redo that one for sure. 
great car. Kelly. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you and watch these videos. So I, you can find me on Instagram at the car mom with underscores. Um, if the person who has the car mom handle is listening, I would like the handle. I just <laughs> message me back. <laughs> so I have underscores. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at the car mom. My website's the car mom official. So my YouTube has all of my tours and like some other like vlogs and like car buying tip videos. My Instagram's a little bit more behind the scenes. I just kind of share like my life. I'm a two under two mom. So I'm just, you know, showing what it's like to be a working mom, trying to run an Instagram and having two kids. And my website is where you can find my car buying guide, my Amazon shop and some other great blog posts. Okay. Well, you're the best. Thank you for being so real and honest and sharing all the parts of your life from nursing your children to making broccoli to buying cars and helping moms. I mean, you're just a sister helping another sister. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Good to talk to you. You too. Bye. Bye. Rise with Renaissance is a women's initiative that our partner, Renaissance Bank, developed to show support for women all over who are striving to do it all. Whether you're looking to lead, create, or grow, Rise with Renaissance's mission is to support women on their journey to success. Visit risewithrenaissance.com to learn more and to read about some of the women who inspired this initiative. Loved her. Oh my gosh. She was better than I could have even imagined. Loved her. Yep. <laughs> I knew we would because I just, you know, it's so true, like the more real that you share and the more real that you are in front of people, the more magnetized people are mm-hmm. to you, you yeah. know? And I love her honesty. Like I trust That's her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Trust her. Yeah. And she says, buy it, I'll buy it. I know. I'm serious when I say it changed my mind. I mean, not that I was going out and buying a $100,000 car. It wasn't. But, because that's, I mean, it wasn't. But whenever she did the tour of the Lexus, I was expected to be, like, blown away. And I was like, no. Yeah. That's, she says that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny, too, how much flack she's caught in because of, Oh, what I'm she sure. says. I'm about sure. Stuff. I bet Lexus is all over her. Oh, you know that. Like, or even shut. Lexus owners. You oh. know, they're like, I love my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are very passionate about their cars. For sure. I'm very passionate against my car. Okay, tell us what you hate about the Tahoe. I hate the back of the Tahoe. I had I drove an Escalade before, like an older Escalade, and yes. I loved that car. You did. I loved it. And then when we went, like, time to trade it in, it, like, basically blew up uh-huh. at a red light one day. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I guess I can't fix it, you know? And so we were looking at the Escalade. This is when the new body style was coming out, and I could not get over how expensive they had gotten. I know. And I was like, I just can't justify mm-hmm. spending that amount of money with our two young children. Yeah. For an Escalade. I know. So we went with the Tahoe. Knowing they're going to, like, smash, you know, oh, grape juice God. and, I mean, Ooh, McDonald's It's a trash in can. It. It's yeah. a trash can. Yeah. It's a rolling trash can. Yeah. Um, so we got the Tahoe, which is still a very nice car. Yeah. And I was like, eh, it's just not quite the same. Drives a little more like a truck. Well, what I, what I do not like is that the back of the Tahoe, when it opens up, it slants back. So there's a net you can put up to oh, catch re- your I stuff. I remember from the getaway. But who keeps the net up? Because then you can't slide things in and, you know, out yeah, like groceries. Yeah. <laughs> so if the, the net is not up and you open it up, wine will fall out. Remember I had this story about the baby shower and all the wine came rolling out in the parking lot of Kroger. That's not embarrassing, I promise. Yeah. Um, on our getaway, we were dropping Mary Huddleston off. Oh, gosh. And we had just finished the dinner, you know, and we were like, oh, thank you so much for everything. Sarah pops the trunk and I mean, we hear... 
I had to go into a store, ask if I could borrow a broom and one of those, you know, like the trash things that you sweep them into. I was like, this car. I mean, you were serious. Yeah. And I warned you. I was like, just just heads up. Anytime you open this, like, got to be careful. And yeah. that is so annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. So annoying. So. Well, I, I love mine. I love mine. It's a 2009, and it's paid for, and I love it. <laughs> like, I don't want to get rid of it. And that's what I'm saying. I'm being a, kind of a nerd about it because I've been comparing all the other sizes to it. Mm-hmm. You know? But the new one is so expensive, I, I mean, I can't justify it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Especially when you know what's going to happen to your car. Yeah. Like, if I really felt like, okay, my children are, are old enough now where they, you know, aren't licking windows and putting stickers everywhere. Yeah. Maybe I could justify it. But yeah. honestly, I really don't even know that I could. I just think it's gotten outrageous. It has. That's now, what I'm I feel like I'm getting old or something, too. No, there's like, a huge jump but, but between $55,000 cars I mean, there is a jump to a $100,000 car. That's, That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has that next level up, the LX or the GX or whatever mm-hmm. is that next level up that you're just like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we've talked about our kids. I mean, not that that's going to make a decision on my next car that they're going to be driving in five years, but they're going to be driving in five years. Yeah. So that's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say Jason's Ford F-150 we love that truck. Yeah. And it has the four cup holders, like she said, in the middle console, two in the front, two in the back, two in front of that, one in each door. Yeah. I mean, all your buddies Everybody riding Everybody needs with you. a cup holder. Everybody. I mean, Sonic cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Gatorade bottles from practice. Yes. It's, I mean, we have taken it over my car to the beach. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so roomy. Mm-hmm. It's good to drive. <laughs> I loved it. What was your first car? My first car was a red Saturn. Yeah, girl. Two-door coupe. Oh, and it had the sunroof. My favorite feature on the car was the sunroof because it didn't just go into the car. Like, it didn't disappear. Uh-huh. Like, you open the sunroof. It uh-huh. slid, you know, like, on top. Does that make sense? Like, you open oh, it, it up came and over it came the top. over the top of the roof. Oh, interesting. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I had a um, Nissan Altima, mm-hmm. you know, because I had four siblings. I had to pile in there yeah. and take everybody to school. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Nissan, the little round Nissan yes, Altima? Yeah. I love that car, honey. I still love around. those cars. Oh, yeah. I could zip all the way around in that. I can still, like, when I see cars on the road, for, I, it takes me back to, like, people in high school. So like, you I'll notice see, like, cars. Altima. Yes, I do. Yeah. But not, like, newer cars. More of, like, oh, there's one of those old Altimas. Yeah. I, Courtney used to drive that car yeah, in yeah, high yeah. school. Lord, honey. Yeah. You know, yeah. the wheels could talk, kind of. But, like... <laughs> Okay, you are old. Okay, no. Um, but yeah, so I noticed all that. I loved the, um, all the old Accords. Oh, if you had an Accord, it would it would last till the end of time. Listen, I want to get an Accord. Yeah. I would get an Accord right now if I could. Yeah, if I didn't have all these children. <laughs> I would be driving a Honda Accord, a four door, maybe even a two door Accord. You love them. I love them. Why? I drove an Accord. I had a two door Accord in college, and I loved that car. Yeah, and it literally, I never had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And my mom had an Accord at the time, and she loved it. And, uh, yeah. So we have kind of the same thing with the dealership. My dad sold insurance, so he insured Jim Miles' Honda place here. So we either had, a, had a Honda, Honda, a Buick, or a Cadillac. Okay. That's what we had. Uh-huh. So I feel like we, we did have a lot of Hondas. Uh-huh. Um, but I love them. I love the Passport. It's so cute. That would be something I could drive now, and I could give it to Taylor May yeah. in five years. I do think that's smart. I think it's smart mm-hmm. when when you if you can hand them down. I think that's... You know, mm-hmm. because that way you know everything about the car. You know all the features. And, yeah, I loved my Volvo. Okay, so that was the car. Like, if I could go back to a vehicle, 
I loved that vehicle. Mm-hmm. It just was a good size. Car seats were great in it. It just, I could, felt like I could zip around. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The first car I ever bought on my own was a Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in Nashville. It was used, but I mean, I was like, I, okay, I'm ready. I was really big on independence. Like, I wanted to pay my own rent. I wanted to own, not own my car, but pay the payments on the car. So I bought from a guy whose mother owned this car, okay? They bought it like a year prior. She drove it to the pig, Wiggly Wiggly, and to get her hair done. Mm-hmm. It had 8,000 miles on it when I bought it. <laughs> but I was like, ugh, it's a Ford Taurus. Of course, I was dating Jason at that time. And, you know, but I was like, I really, it does get really good gas miles. <laughs> Wait, what color was this? Silver, silver, silver. bullet. Okay. It was the silver bullet. And so... I really didn't care. I mean, I was a smidge embarrassed about it, but, and the, I mean, I was paying for it. So, mm-hmm. so I remember when, after we got married, I still had that car and, um, we, Jason was in med school, you know, had it the whole time. And so at the end, when he got to residency and we were, it's same with my like student loans, he was like, I mean, you're down to $400 on this car. Just let me write. I was like, oh, no, don't roll in here with a fancy checkbook and try to pay for my car. When I've been paying $188 for I'm going to get this years. thing paid off. I'm maybe. paying it. Um, so yeah, that was the, I mean, it was fun to do that because it was like the first time I really felt like super independent mm-hmm. doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Would you um, ever drive like a minivan? Yes. I love a minivan. My yes. sister had a minivan and I was like, this is amazing. The doors. They are amazing. Okay. So she was talking about the Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Back to the Honda again. No, I feel like you're very passionate about well, this. I do love a Honda, but I, um, I guess I've just been looking at the pilot and, you know, something. What's about- the difference in the, oh, the Odyssey's the van. Right. And yes. the pilot is the mm-hmm. SUV. Well, okay. apparently people that drive minivans, like the Odyssey, the Honda Odyssey is like the mother, the ship. It is. The mothership of yeah, minivans it is. right now. It is. Um, and so I just wonder, like. It does everything. Mm-hmm. And it has like all the plugins. It has like USB ports in it. It has like a cooler in it. Mm-hmm. It has like under cargo storage, over cargo storage. It is captain's chairs. I mean. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. I need to, well, I don't really want to get in one because then I'll be driving a minivan. You'll love it. Oh, yeah. People that love them, love them. If I had three kids, for sure. Yeah. I would. But you know, well, I mean, it kind of just all depends on preference. I you just know? would love a smaller car. Like, I don't really want a minivan. I don't want an SUV. I'd like the, I'd like You're a smaller car. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I can. My girls, are, they're getting bigger <laughs> with more stuff, too. Mm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, bags and, you know, yeah. gear, and you're running all over the place, and they're only getting older and more sports, which means more junk. Yep, more junk. and. Ugh. Do y'all haul a lot of friends around? Y'all always have extra people with you? A little bit, you? yeah. I feel like sometimes. I feel uh-huh. like we do. Mm-hmm. We're constantly. Which is why I need, I feel like I need that pass-through, is because I've always got kids flipping over that middle seat trying to get to the back yeah. seat. which I do. I enjoy the captain chairs Yeah, for that reason. Yeah. But now when we, tra- I feel like we travel a lot for sports on the weekends. You do. So everybody's got to have like, the gear and then the bags and, and then the, the car belts. stuff and the seatbelt. I mean, it's just, it is a lot. Yeah. I don't know how I can get my Honda Accord. I think people will love this one. They're going to love Kelly. She's the real deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, go down the rabbit hole on her YouTube and on her Instagram. You need like a good hour. For sure. I watched one video last night like twice. You did. Kind of went back and like, what did she say about the cup holders? <laughs> 
I think you just need to carry a cooler with you. <laughs> Probably do. So you can put all, somewhere to put all these different drinks you have. Yes. Your exactly. water, your coffee, mm-hmm. your Sprite for later, yep. your real my coke. tea. I get my sonic tea. Oh, your sonic, sonic tea, tea at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Say It Southern today. Bye. Bye.